0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we once again assess Scottish football's incomings and outgoings. Jim Goodwin's not going anywhere for now after a backing of sorts from Dave Cormack. Ryan Porteous and Kevin Nisbet look set to be sold to Watford and Millwall respectively. And O is out to hit the ground running as a Celtic player. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. We've got a big five days ahead Gordon Transfer window Coming to a close And teams in desperate need of help And none more so Than two that are facing off At the weekend Hibs v Aberdeen Some people suggesting That whoever loses that Could face the exit Huge games everywhere Looking forward to the week ahead Yeah I think it's going to be exciting I'm getting it in early now uh, Jim has been told He needs a good win At the weekend Or he's out uh, I think that's a bit unfair I wonder what the Aberdeen fans think of it I know that a lot of them want to come out of the club after Monday's uh, result against Darvo and Lee Johnston a man that will be standing on the other side of the dugout um, he's under severe pressure losing what you would say to his best players 01419511025 that is the number you need so come on down speak to Gordon DL and or Mark Wilson and let them know what is on your mind tonight are you still reacting Celtic fans to the arrival of South Korean forward Oh Who's been speaking today And we will hear from him um, Rangers fans Are you now already Assessing your next Piece of business Wondering when it will be uh, Following Todd Cantwell When will we see him Line up for the first team uh, Two of our Other bigger clubs Really really At the, the forefront Of the discussion tonight I think you have to say That statement from Aberdeen Last night Remarkable Got everybody talking So Aberdeen fans Interested observers What do you make Of the uh, the backing, if you can call it that, for Jim Goodwin. Uh, and as the guys have said, what are they calling it? El Sacchio? <laughs> we can't. We wouldn't plunge to those harsh. depths on this show, would we? Uh, between no. Hibs and Aberdeen uh, this weekend. So Ryan Porteous, Kevin Nisbet look like they're heading down south. Uh, any regret fans up here, maybe? Glasgow's big too. Would you have taken a nibble at either of those players? Would you have preferred them to stay in Scotland uh, rather than head away? Let us know. 01419511025. I'm actually just wondering how you two are. It feels feels like there's a bit of tension in the air because you know it's like when every mm. when every like strong relationship and sometimes it just the head towards its conclusion. Maybe other people start to come into the picture. Mark was in here with Roger Hanna on Monday. You were in here with Andy Halliday on Tuesday. I saw the way oh. you were staring at Andy Halliday. I saw the way you were admiring the knowledge of of Roger Hanna. Just wonder if one thing we can agree on. on the cards. One thing we can agree on: none of them have got a decent head of hair between them. But I'm Roger Who? and Andy. Are you? Oh, all right. All oh, right. I thought you mentioned me there. Oh. I said. I said oh. one thing we can agree on. Look, as we're fighting already. You're we're some, you're somehow the best of the bad bunches. Oh, all right. To say. Ah, the, but the, the sni- I enjoyed the, Roger. The sniper's dream and the Turkish delight. They they have not got one strand between that. Yes, I totally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. You've just answered my question. Yeah. It's safe to say you're back. back. <laughs> oh, we've been back. Yeah, I missed you, Daz. I missed you. It's like it's like a lot of relationships Love been hate. involved in. You need a break, okay? Most of them, I don't ever get back. But I'm here tonight and I thought <laughs> well, I must be a first. <laughs> you came back, me. Well, it's I'll great to have you both, ring. and I'm sure the listeners will agree. Uh, 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I'm fascinated by this stage in the week. 
Mark Wilson Whilst we let the calls Pour in Celtic fans What are you making Of the signing of O He's been speaking today We'll hear from him Nisbet Porteous Any clubs wish They had been signed up here Rather than head elsewhere Jim Goodwin Aberdeen fans And even everyone else I really want to know What you make of this The way that he's been Sort of given the backing But told pretty much That he needs to get Something this weekend um, Do let us know your thoughts You've got all of that Going on Mark You've got the transfer window Um we're, you know, we're still coming off the back of a marvellous week of Scottish Cup action And then straight into some big league games this weekend in the not too distant future Yeah well starting with the transfer window It always heats up obviously at this time So you're seeing comings and goings um, Yen's obviously going back I, I, I heard that last night when I was listening to the show I've got to say I thought Yen's for Celtic did a good job I thought he looked well But it just goes to show you the strength in that team And then O coming in for Celtic I hear Ange Postacoglu saying that he was the one he was after all along. That looks an exciting signing. I must admit, I'm like everybody else. I've not seen a lot of him. But if the manager has been tracking him for a long time, you would think he would fit in. And then you go to this weekend's games. Now, it might look like routine stuff for Celtic and Rangers, but the huge one is the one at Easter Road. Jim Goodwin coming off the back of the result against Darvo the other night. We left here... <sighs> I made the statement that the pitch was too good for Aberdeen not to win. And look where that, <laughs> so you did. Look where that ended so you up. Did. Well um, and, and well done to Darvel. So huge pressure on Jim Gooden, but a huge pressure on the Aberdeen players as well to actually perform. And Dad's rightly touched on Hibs under huge pressure as well, possibly getting into that game without Portis, without Nesbitt. Mm. It's... That could be a big boost for Jim's team. Football's very uh, fickle. You look at the two teams, both in the top six as we stand here, uh, but both managers under severe pressure. And uh, as everybody, I think, at the guessing game, if one of them lose at the weekend, then I'll cost mm. them their job. Got to be some mileage in those discussions tonight. I know we tend to be obsessed with all things Glasgow and the West, and we make no apology for it, but I think Ryan Porteous... Kevin Nisbet And this Jim Goodwin Situation in the statement I feel like those stories Have become so big That surely we can delve right in uh, With either some fans Of other clubs Who are interested In throwing their tuppence worth in Or indeed maybe We can attract some Aberdeen and Hibs fans To discuss those Because they are certainly Big stories uh, Over the last couple of days Let's hear from Celtic's New signing right now To kick things off uh, O says he's hoping To repay Ange Postacoglu's Persistence With lots of goals uh, the striker first heard about the interest in September He says it took a lot of work To get the deal done He was of course speaking through a translator Actually there's nothing much I've done It was all thanks to the manager Because it was a pretty long term Like few months of the negotiations It's easy for the manager to give up When it's not. it doesn't seem like working out But he's very thankful that the manager didn't give him up. He knows that the manager was in Japan before and because of that he was sure that he knows the good points about the Asian players and that had certainly influence on him. As much as the manager wanted him, he wants to pay it back by scoring a lot of goals. Quite like that background information, Mark. It's just interesting because if Ange Postacoglu has wanted him since September, did he want him... As well as Giacomacchus Did he want him Instead of Giacomacchus Before he even knew That Giacomacchus wanted away Has he already been aware That Giacomacchus wanted away And it was a replacement Quite interesting Just to, to yeah, consider that, I, I've got to think that uh, The last one you said there 
You've got to think that the Celtic manager knew there was a problem yeah, on the horizon. I don't think it would have been sprung the same day as it was sprung to us. You know, the Celtic manager is well aware of what's going on uh, under his watch. He knows his players. Um, upstairs, Michael Nicholson probably would have told him, listen, Jackie Marcus is agent, so on. He's not quite happy. So it goes to show you. He's true to his word. He doesn't hang about. You know, he, he doesn't rest in his laurels. If people aren't happy or want to move on, he's got people lined up and he's went ahead and he's got it over the line. Of course, Jackie Marcus hasn't gone anywhere yet. But 01419511025 in the phones, let's bring in Anthony, who's a Celtic fan from Lanark. What's your point tonight, Anthony? How you doing, guys? Uh, I've just got a, my son here, he's quite nervous, but he's never been radio before. So oh, he's what's his name? Hi, my name is Caden I'm a Celtic fan Caden, good to have you You sound already like you speak more sense mm. than Mark Wilson or Gordon DL So you don't need to be nervous uh, What's the point tonight, Anthony? Well, it's actually just to say about Mark Wilson not making sense I actually completely agree with Mark there and, uh, Thanks, Annie I think, I, know, I think he's totally right in what he's saying and For me as a Celtic fan, it's so refreshing with the transfer window Obviously just now Because previous years, for a long time as a Celtic fan We've always questioned who we're getting in we didn't know what was happening it was last day business but as Mark said there Big Ange seems to be just on the ball he knows if there maybe is an issue he's covering it he seems to be getting players in before we get rid of some players I think it's, it's fantastic now for a Celtic fan I, I, I can't disagree I think Mark and Anthony both make a good point uh, with the fact that He's been very good in the transfer market. You've got to give him all the credit in the world. The players that he's brought in, how they've improved the team, how they've excited the Celtic fans. He could bring anyone in just now and the Celtic fans have got total belief that they'll hit the ground running and they'll make such a big impact uh, going forward. So, yeah, I think he's um, I think he's, he's a very forward-thinking manager. He, he looks at situations, he knows how to improve a side, he'll move very quickly, he covers every base, he doesn't leave himself short, he knows he's sitting there with a, a big, big squad full of talented players, which becomes difficult to keep everybody happy, because everybody wants game time, everybody wants to play, but I think slowly but surely in the next mm. couple of days, you'll see one or two leaving. I suppose it's the... It's all you can do up to this point, Mark. Let's be honest. Everybody thinks they're great at predicting what signing is going to be good and what signing is going to be bad. We have learned our lesson, surely, in Scottish football that they can be tough to predict. So only time tells you how good a signing all becomes. But the least you can do at this point is give off the impression to your fan base that it's all under control and it's all planned and you wanted this guy and you identified this guy and you were comfortable that if this one moved on this is where yeah. the, the jigsaw would go Very little drama about the way Celtic go about signing players these days and Anthony's right that has not always been the case even back to my time at the club before my time at the club as well you know there was a big furore about who might be coming and players in negotiations then up breaking down fans disappointed rightly so the fingers pointed at the board for not getting over the line it's a totally different format nowadays. And I think one of Ange Postacoglu's best attributes is that he's ruthless. I don't think he minds shifting players one bit. And, well, it's quite obvious he doesn't mind because players that have done well for him, if they aren't happy, fitting into his side or, or want to chip in, um, then he'll just move them on. And I think the top managers in world football have that. And then you get the managers below them who will try and appease everybody, make everybody happy. I don't think Hans Postecoglou is one of those. I think he's quite happy to cut people to make the best team. 
to take Celtic forward Anthony If and when Jakimakis leaves Does that test your trust In Ange Postacoglu at all Because I know he was very He's a very popular player Or again is that another one of Manager knows best No questions asked for you I think for me Postacoglu's earned uh, That kind of faith For the Celtic fans To say you know, Well listen If he thinks Jakimakis moving on We've got Owen Potentially to replace him now Then for me, I don't, I don't foresee that as being an issue because, as Mark says there, that uh, <clears throat> he's pretty ruthless. Uh, he seems to be pretty ruthless, and they're more than happy to come. They're more than happy to do what he's asking and play the way he's want to play. And again, as Gordon made a point there, he's got a huge squad there. He's really, really talented players, and not one of them seem to be taking the half as a lot of professionals can because they're not getting game time. They know they'll get on. Whether it be 60 minutes But they might start The following game They all just seem to want To do the best For, for Big Ange And the team And for me a fan it's, it's great to see that Good point Anthony Thank you Caden For joining us as well Let's hear a bit more From Oh he's hoping to give Celtic fans Like the guys on the phone A debut to remember He admits that his First training session Wasn't easy But is going to work hard To adapt as quickly As possible Yes, it was very tough yesterday, but it's his time to adapt. And when he's fully adapted, he is sure that he can make a big development here. I know that Celtic is a very proactive team, and I think I'm a player who's very strong in the penalty box, and I think I can take a good position when there's a chance. I want to give good impression on the debut match, and also a match that nobody ever can forget. That shift from third person to first person confused me there But I don't think your translation skills to Korean would be much better So I'll, I'll hold my criticism for now It's um, not my 40 It's funny that um, <laughs> Nobody will be surprised to hear that revelation The um, Yeah, you maybe one more we can get our teeth stuck into tomorrow night But Ange Postacoglu sometimes doesn't, doesn't hang around We do see these players quite quickly um, but I don't know if it'll be this week or yeah, not. Yeah, Tanner Dice always it'll be difficult, but uh, yeah, really difficult was, last time. Last time, yeah, I was going to mention that. But general and general play, sometimes Tanner Dice can be a hard place to go and get three points. If you're top of your game, they'll certainly go and get the three points. We know that, but you may just look at a fixture at home. I don't think you'll be in any rush. You know, mm. the lads just joined first training session. Might let them bed in for a a week or so, ten days. Or whatever it may be Handpick a game Get him off the bench Introduce him to the crowd He's got a good knack of doing things like that You came from Cumbernauld And not Korea Mark Wilson um, mm. Slightly different But do you remember Your first training session He said the other you know, It was tough Eye-opening Difficult My first tra- oh, At Celtic I, 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 did, it, did it feel 100% different? I went home I'm no joke I went home And I was staying With my, my mum and dad At the time Went home from Barrafield And says I, I honestly can't cut this this is a level above anything It took, I went it took in a, you about six years to realise it <laughs> I went in a Tuesday Of course back then Tuesday was your most difficult oh. day You got, you know I did a VO2 max First yeah. thing in the morning Because you wanted to assess my fitness It's a good so breakfast, I went in, good protein in <laughs> <laughs> So I went into training burst as it was Then uh, loads of small sided games With top opposition And then running after it And I thought I am beat So <laughs> Just the levels going from Dundee United to there, you know, it's huge. It's mm. huge to to kind of get used to that. But I must say, see after does jokingly says, see after a good few months, a training like that every day, I felt as fit as I'd ever been, and I kind of kept my fitness level up since then. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, Brian? 
Oh, Jesus, peeps, man. <laughs> I've no, lost it. Okay. I think I've still got that button. I've not used it this week. It was starting to die down, and Brian's just resurrected yeah. it. I'm happy with that, Brian. Take it back. away. It's great to have uh, Mark and Gordon back together, man. The dream team. Oh, I mean, I, in my opinion, these guys should be on every night, man. I'd sack the rest of them. Just no, Brian. Oh, oh, Brian. Brian. Where's the boss, actually? <laughs> Brian, you want to negotiate our contract? I need a wedge door. That's my bath night. Right, imagine that for me, though. For for my you sanity, Brian's got a point. Brian's got a point. Don't Brian worry, let's at Kevin's no and Hannah's point. and Bartley's and Halliday's. And uh, um, Brian, we are running out of time. So as much as this loving is enjoyable for these two, what's your point tonight? My point tonight, guys, is uh, obviously we all, we all realise that this this year when Celtic took on some of these teams in Europe, that uh, they went to a tour with them, they gave themselves a good account of themselves. But uh, the main thing was they couldn't have put the ball in the back of the net. So they brought this guy in. Oh. I mean, I just want to ask Mark in particular, uh, maybe Gordon coming after it, and see his opinion as well. If uh, he thinks O's the man that's going to step up to the plate and start putting these chances in the back of the end next year when we reverse these teams in the Champions League again. Uh, honest answer, Brian, I don't know. Because when guys like us say we've not seen a lot of, of them, that means we've barely seen anything. Just clips like yourself probably on YouTube. I mean, he, look, he looks apart on YouTube, but Who how doesn't? many times have we said that? But you're right, Celtic did have a problem in the Champions League Scoring goals And they've got two outstanding strikers As it is, Kyogo and Jack Marcus Are outstanding strikers in my opinion At this level Going up a level You know, banking on a 21 year old Just new to the country Doing that for you It's a big ask But I suppose that's what Ange Postecoglou goes home He'll hope that any player that comes into that team Can be an improvement in the ones that are there So he'll be hoping that those the the one, the one thing I'll say, <coughs> excuse me, the one thing I'll say he's got in his favour, he's certainly got plenty of firepower be- behind him, middle of the park, wide areas, pace, people that can create. So if he gets himself into the right positions and, you know, he's an actual finisher, he'll certainly get every opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. But like Mark, I've not seen him, uh, so it's very hard to judge him. He's just in the country, Scottish football. Uh, the rest of the lads seem to adapt to it Been absolutely brilliant since I've come into Celtic So, yeah, I'm like most Celtic fans and, and, and football fans I'm looking forward to seeing every new sign in at all the clubs Once the window's signed uh, Sorry There's two other well, There are some other possibilities, Mark That, you know, just a year's experience in the Champions League Means Kyogo's better for it And yeah. Abada's better for it You know, it's not always about necessarily signing someone to to make you better than you your previous were, you hope that you, you know your current group develops. <coughs> yeah. Again, I think based on the sort of statistics you read about O and some of the analysis that's been done, I, I don't think he's crazily mm-hmm. prolific or converts like you know insane insane number of chances. That's not even meant to be critical. I just don't think he's he's a freak of that nature where mm. you're suddenly gonna you know score every chance you get because who is? Um, but is is it not more about just trying to? To give yourself the, the best chance Maybe put a couple of different guys in there That have, have got Different either, attributes Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so I think with Jack Marcus and Kyogo You've certainly got that You've you've got the, the big physical striker You've got Kyogo Who's quick And his work rate's great And two of them are excellent finishers Well, oh Has obviously been earmarked To play a different role in that Um and we'll get to see what that is But I'm sure that Look at, When managers make signings They are hoping They might not look at when they sign them But they're hoping There'll be an upgrade In anything they've got And I'm pretty sure that at, Oh at 21 years old You know We're a lot of years ahead Of Manchester Postecoglou Hope that he can develop Into the, 
the main Celtic striker Thank you Brian 01419511025 Why not give us a call right now It's the perfect time to pick up that phone Maybe you're a Rangers fan Who's looking at your next piece of business After getting over the arrival of Todd Cantwell Or what about you Aberdeen fans Fascinated by that statement last night Fascinated by the ongoing managerial situation Why not let us know what you think We'll speak to you next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 if you want to get in touch, and please do. The more we hear from you, the less I need to listen to these two. So you're doing a public service, really. Get in touch and let us know what is on your mind this evening. It's Thursday night, of course. We're slowly edging towards the weekend's games. And we've very much got the transfer window on our minds Let's bring in Colin um, Who's a Rangers fan on that topic Colin, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, all good this evening guys Good to speak to you as always Hope everybody's well Yeah, can't complain What's your point tonight? Uh, for me, it's, it's a real big one for me It's Ryan Portis um, I can't believe my club isn't at the table for this one um, Potentially you can look at this deal two ways one, you go in, you pay £500,000 to help you take them and potentially come straight into the Rangers team at the moment, depending on the injuries on how or whatever recover, how quickly. So potentially you've got the boy in the team for six months, can cover many positions. He does well, great. Um, I'd be more than happy to see him develop and continue under the, the kind of the Michael Beale project. But there's also the other option that the boy does well this boy's away in the summer down to England and Rangers pick up the fee of multi-million pounds. Is he gonna, he's not going to sign just to the, the summer though, would he, Colin? You need to commit longer than that, surely. No, you would surely commit, but if the boy does really ah, well, right, got you, got you. somebody could potentially come in for him in the summer. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I picked that up wrong. Um, well, for, in case anyone's wondering why this is relevant, just to give you the, the background today, he is set for talks with Watford, Ryan Porteous. Mm-hmm. Hibs have accepted a bid of around £500,000 for the defender. He's out of contract come the summer. It's not a bad fee, I guess, for, for that. Um, so this is a similar um, figure as was spoken about John Souter, remember, last year. And he stayed at Hearts till the end of the season, as we know. Um, so he's headed south today to discuss personal terms with the English Championship side. Firstly, what do you make of that in a nutshell? And then Colin's more direct point that he wishes Rangers had gone. Yeah, I'll, p- I'll pick up on Colin's point. It's a, a matter of opinions. If you'd have said that to me about a year ago or so, I'd have said no. I, I didn't think he was that sort of a player. He's ch- he's changed my mind. I've watched the lad. Um, I like the fact that he's a centre-half that can get into the middle of the part and look comfortable. Gives you that rotation of a couple of positions. Um, I think he'd have been a very good £500,000 purchase. I really do. I think he was worth a chance. I think that we lose too many of Scottish players to English clubs too soon. I know Watford, obviously, um, and the you know the fact of the financial side, of it they'll be able to pay good money. But I, I just, I, I totally agree with, with the caller. Yeah. I, I think there was a there, there was a chance here for five hundred thousand pounds to get and take him because of. The fact that he can play those positions, he can cover for you, centre back, centre midfield. Mm. I think he's very comfortable in both. I think he's a player that the Rangers fans would have loved. Just his attributes, just the way he plays the game. Not again, loved future tense because they certainly don't love him 
No, no. Currently. If he was if he was in a ranger strip, okay. I think he's the type they would love. Now, they don't like him just now because he is, you know, always involved in something uh, against their team, against Morelos. Whether that's actually even scoring a goal that was a brown goal at Ibrox or, you know, getting into a tussle, they hate him for it. But when you've got a player that's that kind of aggressive and, and you can shape it in the right direction, then you've got a plus point on your side. He looks like he's a real leader as well. And he's a good footballer, a good defender, defends his box well. Um, good in both boxes in terms of aerial duels. I think the Rangers fans would have liked to have seen him. He's, mm. he's something different from what they've got at the centre of their defence. I mean, Goldson's always going to play. But I think that left-sided centre-half... When Suter's back, if Helander ever gets back, and Davies, I think it's really up for grabs. I think Portis would right, be right in the mix um, to take that spot. Mm. Colin, what about that numbers game? Though? I mean, Goldson and Davies are there as first choice. The club have backed Leon King with a contract. James Sands, yeah, fine, maybe hasn't set the header alight, but he's, he's there. Philippe Helander presumably returns at some point, whenever that may be. Is it is it a position Rangers needed to to address because it's not just about Ryan Portis they don't seem to be looking at any centre-backs I don't see Hollander determining if I'm being honest I think that'll kind of play itself out the Sands one as we spoke before that deal likely dies in the summer so there's two players and bear in mind we spoke about this previously we've said Sands is a utility man Sands is a four and a half million pound utility man if we want him Portis is a half a million pound Utility man with more quality. He's got a wand of a left foot I've not seen since Terry Butcher. I'm starting to think this is Ryan's uncle Ooh. Colin on the yeah. phone, which is Agent. fine. Don't mind that. He's um, on his way up for Watford <laughs> on the car, isn't he? Do you think the numbers game does work out? Because, like I said, right, there's two ways of looking at this. It's Ryan Portis, he's Scottish, he's under the nose, you get him mm. for decent money. But it, he, what, you're just taking him because of that Because he's there Because it doesn't look like Rangers are prioritising Any centre back just now So why do you think That that is something Rangers should see, have done See for the, for the money I just think that You've got the option You know You get injuries You know Ryan Jack's picked up A few injuries In his Rangers career Especially lately But he's back plenty of the, 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 the top of his potential I just think that He can play in the middle of the part I would have no problems mm. Making him a sitting midfielder I think he gives you the option that you can go. I know that obviously Michael Beale doesn't do it yet, but he can go three mm. at the back. We had centre yeah. back again, though, right? Just to, just to, to test that theory. I think he adds to your if squad. If it's already if it's already a congested midfield, that you're then going to add Todd Cantwell. Granted, not defensive Raskin, who is more yeah. defensive. That's what I mean. That, that is that not the priority, or not not my priority? It seems to be Rangers' priority. Yeah, but. <coughs> I'll put it against look over the city. They've got midfield players coming out of their ears with a sort of a same ability. They don't have mm. many that are that sitting midfield. They're all attacking midfield. I don't players. think you would even get a look in as a midfielder at Rangers. I think when you go to clubs like Celtic and Rangers, if you're a centre half predominantly, you're very rarely seen in midfield because they've got the quality there and they've got the the finances to bring in quality. I think he would go in there as a centre half. But the big question is, would Hibs sell him to Rangers for 500,000? Uh, is there a is there a buyout? I don't think there is, is there? But no, for 500,000, there's a difference from 
Selling them down the road to Watford To selling them to That's a true. club here for 500,000 So I don't even but know you've if got that to, would You've got to remember It's not that long ago that Rangers were playing a midfield player At centre-half in Sands And everybody thinks that Sands is a squad player yeah, but is that I'm not presumably saying... something Michael Beale was wanting to get away yeah, from Rather pro- than repeat pro- Probably, but I, what, what my point is And I agree with Martin Sensor I'm not saying that he'd get in there as a as a, a midfield player I think you, I think in the modern day game now You need players that can play One or two positions Although you carry a big squad You can see quickly You can turn around some injuries And being left short As I say Sands had to play at centre back Lundstrom midfield player Had to play at centre back So you've got to really cover yourself And that's why I think mm. Postacoglu is really good at transfer Windows is He's got every position covered Okay, thank you, Colin. Let's bring in Mark in Drumchapel. See what he thinks, Mark. Hi, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Good, not bad. What do you think then? You've yeah. had Colin on saying he thinks it's a major mistake that Rangers are letting Ryan Porteous go down to Watford. Are you on board or disagree? Uh, I'm actually on the way to the gym now, but if you want to lift down, I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take that as a no to Rangers <laughs> for you then. Absolutely not. Rangers need to stop just buying anybody that comes available because we've already got too many new people and hopefully we can start to get rid of them very shortly. Gordon's absolutely right what he's talking about with Sands, who is a midfielder and we're playing him at the back now and it just doesn't work. So we need to actually get people who are playing in the right positions and have a setback for that we can rely on every week and no be jumping into tackles and getting sent off and it doesn't work. So, no, Gordon's Depends though, Mark Wilson um, Because a lot of Hibs fans will point out His disciplinary record isn't that bad He doesn't get sent off that often for these tackles Granted, like, there's going to be high profile ones Some people don't like the the pantomime aspect You know, that kind of pointing in people's faces or whatever That we see Ryan Portis do, fine um, But just the way Mark on the line presented it You know, almost as fact As if Rangers would only be going for him because he was available Clubs might actually think this guy's a good player, a guy who's come in, played internationally and, and done yeah. well, got a lot of experience for his age. I think clubs will be, looking at that because he's a good player. But the opportunities arose where Hibs haven't dealt with the contract situation particularly well and this player's now presented for a cup price uh, deal that you want to get him for. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm amazed that our clubs haven't looked him up here. Um, for such a short price, especially when you look at the year he's had International player now And I wonder how that'll go forward If he'll be involved in future squads I think he will um, And a move will certainly help his case in that But I mean Fans don't like him pointing people's faces Because it's the opposition fans that don't like him If that's one of your club And you're seeing somebody That shows that it goes down his passion Oh he really cares Look at him and he becomes a fan's yeah, favourite There's another term that's used for it But I don't think you can... Um Describe it on a family no, no, show Okay Alright I'll leave it at that But uh, like, I think there is an opportunity For a left sided centre half To mm. go in there And really make the position their own Like Goldson did on the right side For Rangers I don't think anyone That's held that position this season Including the midfielders That Daz mentioned mm. has, has earned that right To think I'm playing every week Colin is Even if we push the disciplinary thing To one side Do you not think he's a good enough player To offer the Rangers squad something? Mark, sorry, Mark on the line I don't think so I don't think he's good enough to play in Europe either Which is ultimately where Rangers should be aiming to play uh, At a higher level Especially in the Champions League We've had guys coming in for other teams in this league That have that have done well Because they stand out of the clubs they're at 
but as soon as you go in to Celtic and Rangers, it's a completely different um, ball game. Those are a mixed bag, though, aren't they? Because I can sense the ones that you're referring to that maybe have looked a bit out of depth at that level. But for every one of them, wouldn't it have been so long ago you and your Rangers fans, fellow fans, would have phoned on here and saying, "Look how good Glenn Kamara is in these European nights. You know, only cost fifty grand from Dundee." Be, you know, for every bad example, there's ones that have worked, surely. Aye, absolutely, absolutely. But we've also had probably more, like guys who have came in who have stood out in their own club and came in ages, and then when they've came in ages, just they just can't handle the pressure and the level that Rangers are trying to get to. Not just Rangers, Celtic as well, obviously. Yeah, Mark, it's, it is. It has to be on an individual basis because for every. Chris Killen, there's a Scott McDonald at Celtic. Gosh, for no delivery that Mark mentioned, we, I, I said Glenn Kamara. The only thing would be, if you're Ryan Porteous, you would maybe stick up your hand and say, ah, but well, that cap for my country on a really important night when I had to help them keep a clean sheet away in Ukraine would suggest that I can do that. It then shows, Mark might respond and say, well, that was just one game mm-hmm. and would like to see a bit more. Well, it shows signs of progression for Ryan Portis. Of course it's difficult Nobody's saying it's not difficult Going to Celtic and Rangers And living up to it And of course there will be More failures Than there are successes But it doesn't mean to say then You just don't look In your own back garden Because A lot of them Don't live up to the The occasion Or can't compete At the Champions League level I mean How many Players have come in From foreign countries And leagues And still not lived up to the the Champions League expectations So I think that can be pointed At a lot of players That come to this country Not just Scottish players Or, or, or players plying their trade At one of the other Premiership clubs And st- taking a step up To Celtic or Rangers Yeah uh, Look I can understand Mark's comments uh, You know Because you want the best players available I get back to the Football now As a squad game You need quality Throughout the squad Gone are the days Where you just look at that Starting eleven. You're looking at Teams are running with what, 19, 20 players now. Some probably Celtic Rangers hearts will be running with more. If you ask me a question right now, and the development of Portes and, for instance, um, Young King, right? They've given him a new contract. I think he's a, a very good talent. I think right now, mm. Portes is ahead of King. Mm. Mark, just out of curiosity, would you feel the same about Kevin Nisbet? Are you surprised neither of Glasgow's big two? I know you're not bothered necessarily who Celtic sign, but are you surprised neither of them have looked to stop Millwall getting the player? No, nah, not really, no, because I, I feel like it's the kind of same thing. He, he could come to Celtic or Rangers and he could be exactly what he's doing at Hibs, but then again, what if he doesn't? Well, that's it. I suppose that's every that summed up pretty well. What, what if he doesn't? Um, but that looks to be the other one. Quite a, quite a day for Hibs. You know, if you look at arguably the two best players, both going, both for fees that you would have hoped for more previously. Well, certainly mm-hmm. in the case of Porteous, whose contract's about to end. So you're weighing up getting a bit of money in versus how's this going to affect the team and how do you replace them? And then, like I say, from the wider football discussion. Are you surprised that, that Nisbet hasn't attracted any interest from the big two? Well, Hibs have got to look after their own finances. Where they're in the league, you would imagine, you know, sparing disaster, they'll probably finish there or thereabouts. Cups, you know, they're out of those, so they have to recoup something. But you're right, I mean, Nisbet, £2 million, Porters, half a million pounds, it's not a lot of money for your two best players, and you've got to say, in two crucial areas, you take both of them out from each end of the pitch, 
I think Hibs are in a a spot of bother trying to replace yeah, those two. Especially when you're a manager and you're looking at this fixture coming up, thinking if I lose this, I might be heading down south with them back home. Uh, it's a big loss. Mark's right. You, 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 everybody will tell you build the build your team right through the spine. Goalkeeper, centre half, centre midfield player, centre forward. They've lost two two very important players. Thank you very much though To Mark and Drumchapel Enjoy the gym Just do what Gordon Dale does Wander yeah. around Pester everybody Cafe Go to the vending machine water. Four <laughs> yeah. coffees Don't take any sugar in the coffee You'll feel better That's when you it. come Got out That's it Go look after the waistline Obviously uh, don't you Skim milk No sugar Out you go You feel top dollar And if you walk And look tall I got a lot of compliments In the gym a day oh. If you walk <laughs> Unbelievable If you walk enough laps Of the gym And pester enough people You actually burn <laughs> off The same calories apparently that's, that's what he's heard That's his uh, His fitness DVD That he's going to release Good time to call By the way Whilst you get the image Of Gordon Dale and Lycra Out your head And we'll speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson is here Gordon Dale is Alongside him um, Just something that really Bothered me before the news Did you honestly say someone Came up to you in the gym And complimented you Because you were looking good today. Yeah, I, yeah I point blank refuse to believe that That's 100% true Couldn't believe The age I was Absolutely And, and I thank I thank <laughs> the, the, the party of 20 That was there obviously Looking about the gym Do you know that I actually was speaking about you today I was down at your <laughs> This place has got a lot to answer for I was back what? at your old school today <laughs> DL oh, High I thought oh. I was named after you DL yeah. High Yeah Because I, I had Dutch medalist mate Well that's the thing I was going to say I went I went Do a bit of research I was there Speaking to the pupils And I went round to I looked. I was looking down the list Because you told <sighs> me it? You were Did a Dutch medalist 1972 uh, Couldn't see it I must admit I was looking for the statue Asking the teachers What did you get out for again? Being like the smartest well, kid I, in the school I, I, Yeah <laughs> Yeah. I was a prefect I used to monitor people Down the stair Right Something hand side Something else begin please. with a P No prefect <laughs> PR <laughs> yeah. I was down looking, I was down looking for evidence Of your educational achievements But they were oh, They must have been locked away What year did you leave school? Uh, fourth year uh, <laughs> After more <laughs> <laughs> After more levels Right what out year that was that? 19... Uh, I left school and became a, a stonemason um, <laughs> for 10 days. I like this story, because you yeah, I, build, a, I was library. a part of the Mitchell Library history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who I'll, needs school I'll when never, you can go right out and do right that? Right into that. Uh, yeah. I had to, because I had to get a tenner dig money. Uh, I was out of the house. And then the fall. Wait a minute. How did you get that job? How did I you go just interviewed to for I just interviewed for <laughs> <laughs> you in the library three, three and one to mix the mortar Was the Mitchell library not built in like uh, No it was the extension The extension right, Gordon okay. Come on um, oh. It's like the cafe I'll tell you what It was That was a hard shift that was Eight hours a day Oh my god For one day Eight hours mate Eight hours Can you no, bend it? Oh, well, ten days And I was very fortunate That mm-hmm. uh, I get signed and so listen, I'll, arrange, I'll get you. I think you should go back to the school and tell I would love to. I'd love to tell story. them some of my, my school mm. stories. Yeah, I think they'd be delighted to have you. 0141 951 1025. Let's move quickly on before he gets himself in bother. <laughs> William is a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, William? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you? Just to talk about the new signing there. When I always see uh, guys. That are twenty one or younger than that, like like a bad. I always look at to see how many uh, professional games they played. Uh, and obviously a bad. And and always played uh, some amount of games. You know, it was interesting to see that he'd 
he'd done the national service as well, you know. So I just, I, I just sort of I compare it to I was watching the B team, the Celtic B team against Leicester and on. I was looking at I was looking at the gap, and I know I'm just trying to build a team for Europe uh, for next season, and it came up a wee bit short this year. But hopefully he's he's got the second year will be a wee bit better, you know. So I'm just wondering. Uh, what the guys think of where this guy all fits in, you know, between is it between the B team and, and that gap between Celtic, uh, where they want to go to Champions League level, or do you think that he's he's suitable enough to go in straight into the first team like Abada? I think Abada still looks a wee bit raw at times, you know, and I I, I think oh probably the same, you know, that's the kind of. Uh, Impression I'll get him probably will probably look a wee bit raw, but sometimes that can be a good thing as well, you know. So, Mark, I, I think if there's the impression that uh, Abada made in his first season, then the Celtic fans and Ange Postacoglu will be absolutely delighted because he was a young man that came in, scored in his debut, and really didn't stop from there. Um, and oh, I, I, I don't know if this was William's point, but the, the fact that he's had some. You know, he's had first team experience at 21. He, he mentioned the national service there, maybe a level of maturity and resilience built in him rather than you see some young players who haven't had that life experience. So, uh, look, time will tell on this one, but uh, where he's positioned, I'm pretty sure the Celtic manager signed him to challenge Kyogo and replace Jakimakis. If he goes, if he doesn't go, then it's to push those other two as far as he can go. Probably. Problem is, or it's not even a problem, Gordon. It's just this unavoidable reality where we are, whether that be Celtic or any of our teams that get into Europe. You cannot sign some sort of finished article that's mm. guaranteed to bring you European success. So, if a badder is raw, as William says, and I'm not arguing with the use of the word, but if your raw players come in at that age and get as a wide man, get you a goal every three and a bit games when he doesn't even start them all, you're kind of going to have to take that probably. that That's good. That's a good return. And you, you know, you're signing these sort of projects. You're signing guys for the future in the hope that you can piece it all together and, and shock someone in Europe rather than signing players that have already done it. Yeah, you just need to look at the big clubs, so-called big clubs in England with all the money. Um, Chelsea, for instance, how much money have they spent trying to find, uh, find uh, the perfect uh, finisher? Um, other clubs do it. I, I, I agree with you. I think Abad has been, for coming into Celtic at a young age, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and if O comes in and has the same impact, I'm sure that Celtic will be very happy. I see this guy um, right in with the first team squad, waiting for his opportunity, and he's 21. Right, I know people say oh he's a young player 21 is a perfect age get them on get them playing look at the qualities get round about him which will help him as well and that makes such a difference and if they can create chances for him he gets an early goal all of a sudden your confidence is sky high and you're off and running your career I mean Mark especially if we're talking about in the context of Jackie Marcus leaving at some point I think the assumption is it's now if it's not it surely is the summer um, so he's Surely in the eyes of Ange Postacoglu And those at Celtic The phrase B team doesn't even come into the consideration no, no. He's not even in the gap Sorry as William said it's, it's I wouldn't that. say so I, I, I think you'll see him um, Involved pretty soon 
whether that's at Tannadice on Sunday or the following week, I think he'll be involved in the first team. And that's the only way I think a player like that can get better. I mean, the B team cat is a, a South Korean international. Yeah. Granted, it's one cap. But yeah, so he, he's not going to go backwards. It's a backward step. So the B team's great for development and bringing players through your academy and giving them a, a real taste of what it's like to, to mirror a first team. Oh, as a first team player, he's 21. Look, we're saying he's young, right? Okay, it's, it's young, but there's players that have played... Hundreds of games by their 21 I went to Celtic at, at 21 I'd played maybe 120 yeah. games I'd played in Europe So I had some experience And I didn't feel like I was a young boy Getting in there really I felt like I was there to make an impression The first team worked out fine And and from my point of view I think it will be the same And I think Ange Bossacoglu will treat him the same As any other first teamer Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. If you want to take on Mark Wilson or the Ducks medalist, now is your chance. 01419511025. You get your call in before seven o'clock. We put you in the hat. If you're the lucky contestant, you take one of these two on to try and win a signed ball. That's how Beat the Pundit works, and it's next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141951 We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB and we're waiting for you to get in touch. The first hour we've discussed, oh, we heard from him via a translator. Um, ready to hit the ground running at Celtic. We had some thoughts on, on whether Rangers or anyone else should have gone in for Ryan Porteous on the day that he seems to be heading to Watford. Kevin Nisbet seems to be heading to Millwall uh, Hearts have put out a statement tonight About one of their players Toby Civic. I'll bring you news of that later on And I'm still on the lookout uh, For anyone who wants to react To that statement made by Aberdeen last night But let's play this first, will we? Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football the Beat the Pundit drama has already started in the studio because producer Callum dashed to take mm. the to take the league table off the wall. Ooh. That planted the seed in Gordon DL's head that there might be a league table related question. So he quickly went and googled the league table on his phone. I can see you from here. Put it away. I know. I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't did not do that. Take you that's long research. That's re- hey, unbelievable. That's why my name's up on the board. There what actually board? isn't any. League table related question Well why did he just Do that then Anyway Matthew is on the line From Airdrie How's it going Matthew Not too bad oh, oh, Matthew it says here You're an Aberdeen fan Describe what life is like As an Aberdeen fan This week uh, Not happy um, I think changes are needed um, Squad needs a clear out um, More defence Reinforcements I would say but other than that Everything's fine A signed mm. ball From Gordon Dale And Mark Wilson Will make up for it surely That'll make you feel better About things Yes Good I like, I like his thinking mm. You want to play the Dazzler Let's see what we've got Heads it will be Mark Wilson Tails Is that what he says He wants to play uh, you Yeah it will be um, <laughs> you, play you. you won the other night Didn't you I've won the last three or four How did uh, Marvin Bartley Get on last night Was it a victory for him Yeah he did I think he won 5-3 Do you know what Is it bang out of order Seriously Like genuinely though Right People are coming on and calling him Martin. I heard that last night. <laughs> that some, was funny last hold night. on though, no, 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 because there's to elaborate. Some as a joke for fun because you do it, and some are genuinely getting mixed up and thinking that's his name. So it's easy, to book done. <laughs> so you're a trailblazer, basically. I just gone 
Biggin. The big guy. The big uh, guy. Heads, it's Mark Wilson. <laughs> tails, it is Gordon Biel. And it is Tails. Oh, see so you later, Matthew. Gets his. Don't be wish. nervous, Matthew. Matthew's on the line. I'm going to give Gordon some Clyde too. I'm going to turn his mic off before we hear him singing along. Uh, Matthew, there's 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can. If you want to pass and move on, that is fine by me, okay? Yeah. Right, okay. let's go then. 30 seconds on the clock. The time starts now. Name another Scottish team that George Cadetti played for other than Celtic. Josh Cadetti uh, Pass uh, Which current Rangers player Signed from Bologna In 2019 Bologna uh, Hollander What Scotsman Was announced as the new Forest Green Rovers boss today Pass Which Scottish Premiership's club Stadium is furthest west Darvel uh, Name the Darvel. only English side That Craig Gordon Played with Craig Gordon uh, Sunderland Name any current Dundee United player Who previously played For Celtic Oh, Mulgrew Okay, let's bring back Gordon Can you hear us? Yeah, I can Say that again, I'll turn your mic on this time Yes, I can Great, you ready? I just shout so much Are you ready for this? I'm excited, go Let's go Name another Scottish team George Cadetti played with other than Celtic What? Which current Rangers player signed from Bologna in 2019? Oh, pass Which Scotsman was announced as the new Forest Green Rovers boss Duncan today? Ferguson Which Scottish Premiership stadium is furthest west? West uh, Pass Who's the only English team Craig Gordon played for? Middlesbrough Name any current uh, Dundee United player Who's previously played for Celtic Say again Dundee United player Armstrong <laughs> oh, uh, Why would you say Armstrong If that was I'm standing right here Have you thought that was a question? Why oh, would you say Armstrong I didn't hear but a question. question Matthew Do you think you've done enough? Yeah, I think he's flat. I think he's flat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, right. Craig Gordon, Sunderland. Get that back. I'm about to educate you here, right? Because you're missed. Well, we'll find out. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for now. George Cadetti. I can't remember. Hartic Thistle. No. Yeah, it's true. I'll tell you what. See, Matthew gets that. He I'll deliver not. the ball myself. He did not. Um, the Rangers player who signed from <sighs> Bologna is Philippe Hillander. I wouldn't have got that. I'm no really Matthew got that No way mm. Did he? Oh that somebody must have told Matthew shout. Great show He's sitting around the table with the family Forest Green Rovers boss Duncan Ferguson Tell me you've seen the pictures Because obviously Forest Green are a very progressive club they Did like Matthew do things get a bit Differently the, Is it the chairman or the owner Let's just say he doesn't look like a typical chairman or owner I'm So the picture of him school. shaking hands with Duncan Ferguson mm. Is a sight to behold Two different characters Very very different Um <laughs> It's an equaliser for you, Gordon oh, DL. He didn't get it, did he, Matthew? Matthew did not get it. He's been busy today. Which Scottish Premiership stadium is furthest uh, west? I, I couldn't think at all. West. Go west. I still don't know. What is it? Kilmarnock. You think you would know that, having managed in Ayrshire? You know? Down the 77. <laughs> Down the 71. That's the one. Ah, uh, is it? So what, what? What? What about? Could you not? Do you genuinely not know where West is? Nah, no, not for here. Or usually for Motherwell, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> if, if you'd ask me in my hometown, I'd have, oh come on, it's the same. No, for Clyde it's the same West. No, no, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I don't know. He's not a man that knows his compass. I said Dundee United one. I, I asked you to repeat the question. You didn't repeat. Matthew it. said Darvel. He's a Darvel in the brain. Ah, but it was, Com- it was Kilmarnock. So it's still one all, isn't it? Yeah. 
poor game. Yeah, one off. The only English team that created. It's Sunderland. I said Sunderland. He said Middlesbrough. I know, first. but I, I said, oh, sorry, I was wrong. Have to accept your first no! answer. No, oh, I'm glad you beat me that. And Matthew knew. No! It. Yes, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not finished okay. yet. It's not finished yet. And this was your problem. You started moaning and whinging and talking over me as I'm reading the questions. The only person who suffers there is you, because the question was name any current Dundee United player who's previously played for Celtic. Current Dundee United player. I still player. don't really get. So you, th- what did you think the question was? Name. Any player yeah. who's played for Dundee United and Celtic yeah. ever, that's, that's, and you didn't say the guy next to you. Why would you not say me? Have that? Because I don't associate was... you with Celtic. Anyway, I don't associate you with Dunbar. Tony Watt or Charlie Mulgrew, and Matthew got it. He's he's rubbing salt in the wounds. Oh, it was a three-one. No. Well done, Matthew. Thank you. Okay, okay Matthew. Well done, delighted. Matthew. That's horrendous. For I me. can't believe I get beat oh, with him. That was terrible. I've witnessed some. Dross for you I'd Do you know something really I'm actually poor. not bad When you're not here I'm a hit or a miss We'd beat the pundit I've just yes. I've come you're up You're having a real bad season No no you've really You've two you go, zeros in there I love a zero I love Matthew a, there I love a donut Zero All day long you know, um, I don't mind that But I, I'd still blame Gordon sometimes You need to be a wee bit clearer <laughs> In the question <laughs> Matthew understood it okay didn't he? Ah because you, uh, Matthew had 45 seconds I looked at the clock See when I uh, when Earlier on I said I was down At your former school today Speaking to the pupils You know Even Even I'm too old for that sort of stuff I don't, I don't get the lingo That the kids use these days So you ch- you two have got no chance mm. And three separate kids said Who, wh- who on the show has got the best Ball knowledge Right, and that, that must be how they. Uh-huh. That, no, that, that, that must be how they, you know, refer to it, like mm-hmm. like football or right. And um, oh, and somebody said, you know, it was funny the way they were asking about the show. Who's the Who's the really old guy on the show? Shocky. When, who's the Who's not? Who's the really Who's the really old guy? That was the level of question, and I was getting. Who's the guy that's rubbish at, at the quiz? <laughs> did you say? Did you say me? I'll bet you I'm not bought my table right now. I will bet you any money I'm not bought at the table. Who else would it be? Um, You're consistently exactly. rubbish. Shuggy. Shug's no. not very good. No, he already took the title as the old guy in the show. Exactly. What did Richard Gere get? The, <laughs> the good looking boy. <laughs> so you'd rather have it that your way, wouldn't you? Exactly. Nobody That's what I'm him. saying. So I like flying on that. Uh, I can't believe Matthew. Right. Oh, 01419511. I don't sleep properly at night after a This is your <laughs> Don't talk over me. <laughs> and you won't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> I'm concerned about my sleep part. Turning his mic off. Right. A just before the end of the show last night There was a bit of breaking news And it meant we didn't really get the chance to Take calls on it or react to it So it's bubbled away today And I'm keen to get your thoughts Aberdeen fans Or anyone uh, who has an interest in this Because Jim Goodwin will remain in his Aberdeen job For now following the defeat to Darvel There had obviously been a lot of speculation About whether he could survive And he has Very Open Clear statement From Chairman Dave Cormack Talking about a disastrous result Totally unacceptable it Added insult to injury He then used a term I'd never heard before The football monitoring board Whoever they may be Stuart Milne, Willie Garner, Steve Gunn and me They've had a meeting with Jim It wasn't an easy conversation But Jim will be in the dugout on Saturday However to be clear Jim's been left in no doubt That they're seeking an immediate response from him And the players what does that all mean Mark Wilson Does that mean well done Jim You're still the man for us But don't win on Saturday And you're gone Or am I being too literal um, It certainly seems like that To us on the outside Because it's quite a strong statement At the end 
Um, a couple of feelings on it One way I like it Because it isn't reactive That we've got so used to now After a res- result like that That the chairman or the board come out Hours after Or the day after And the manager and the coaching team Are gone And I've been in that position before as a player Where you've got a manager One night and the next morning He's away um, uh, And the other side you know, He's given him a chance to redeem himself I'm sure the Aberdeen fans have other opinions But in the other sense I wonder if he's buying himself time You know, He knows that Saturday's game is a huge game Do they have the staff in place If they had to remove Jim Goodwin To put someone in place To manage the squad through that I, I don't really know But maybe it's a, a tactic to buy time Either way mm. If Jim's got an opportunity If they go Easter Road And they put on a good yep. performance And they win comfortably Then he buys himself time Okay let's Test the temperature of the Aberdeen fans Then on this Because Karen's an Aberdeen fan from Lanark What what did you make of that When you, you heard it or read it last night Karen? First of all I would thought What's the definition of an immediate response mm-hmm. uh, Because I looked at his uh, Jim Goodwin's record from the away matches throughout the season. We've played 11 matches, we've conceded 27 goals, scored nine, and we've only won twice and taken five points from a possible 33. So I think the definition of immediate response, I think it should be looked at over the next three or four games. And the third game we'll be playing next is Celtic away. We've got Hibs. Then Motherwell at home and Celtic away. And I think Keniston short of six points from these three matches isn't good enough. You're not quite buying this reading of it. Some people saying that, you know, he, he still could be gone if he loses at Easter Road, for instance. You don't think it's quite as immediate as that? I think he should be gone if they, they lose at Easter Road. He should have been gone uh, the day after the Darvo match. I was on last Thursday mm-hmm. after the debacle against Hearts. And I said it would be curtains for him if he didn't defeat Darvo. And I know there's an analogy being uh, given about how Hart stood by Robbie Nielsen uh, when they get beat by Broda. But I think it's a different kettle of fish when you look at Jim Goodwin's overall record in the league this season. What did you make of last night, Gordon? We've we've been over the Darvo game specifically a bit, but... That last night, that, that statement, what did you make of it? Um, I thought it was a ridiculous statement. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Um, I think Jim will be over the moon that he's got an opportunity to turn it round on Saturday and give him a bit of breathing space. But if he doesn't win Saturday, then they'll obviously go and pull the trigger. And I don't think that's a way to lead a football so, club. I don't think it's a way to... Do you really think it is like that? Because that's kind of the way I, I, I read bits of it, but... What's the, what's the point in that then? Why, why are you making a statement at I, all? I, th- I think what he's done is he's just put every single bit of pressure uh, taken away from himself and the board and put it all on Jim and says, football right... football monitoring board, if you don't mind. Right, OK, football monitoring board. But what he's done is he's, he's shied away from the responsibility in my book and put every single bit of responsibility on Jim Goodwin's head. Simple and straightforward as that. And you can sugarcoat it any way you want. If you're an Aberdeen... If I was an Aberdeen fan watching the chairman and watching... You know, people making decisions at top level And that's the statements are coming out where I'd be very disappointed in the club mm, Karen, what about the way it's been handled then? I mean, you think it's the wrong decision Ultimately, you think you should have paid the price for Darvel What about the way? Is there is there any any bit of you that likes the 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 coming out and making the statement? And, and you know, if it is a, 
a vote of confidence Is there any anything in that you can admire? I don't think it's a vote of confidence I think it's uh, the board sitting in the fence And uh, I, I tend to think I agree with certain aspects What Gordon said But at, at the end of the day Jim Goodwin is paid to make these football decisions He was given quite a, a good budget And he hasn't invested in enough depth In the defence And he's been playing players out of position Most of the season did, so, yeah, I mean, did Mark did did you think he would survive m- Monday? Not so much what you would have done. I mean, in terms of the the football landscape, did you think he would have survived? No, I didn't. I think, and with everybody else, when you see a result of that magnitude, is it's very difficult or very rare, should I say, that you see a manager then survive that. That's that's why I said it's. I quite like that. There's one last opportunity. Isn't just reactive to to that. Result Daz is right The on. pressure if, on his sh- if, it is, if it is just one last opportunity There's not much to like about it then is there It's not, it's not, not that honourable It's not, that, well, it's not I, that huge I tell you what If I'm Jim Goodwin I tell you what I prefer yeah. Either taking your team to Easter mm. Road With one last shot Or waking up See, and choose the morning See interesting Because that's exactly what Marvin Bartley says It's almost like you professionals That you know that's it Fine give me a chance And I'll Jim sitting in the house or analysing the game Monday must have thought I'm out of job by Tuesday, Wednesday. Must have thought that. It's not just people are saying one result. Now you can put up an argument for Jim. I don't want Jim Goodman so I, I like Jim. I think he's he's got a great career in the game coming forward, but he's at a big, big club that expects so much. Carn makes a great point there. This isn't just be Monday's result for them was a disaster Brilliant, obviously, for Darville And well done to them Can makes a great point there 11 away games 5 points out of 33 They come off a 5-0 drubbing Against Tynecastle uh, Against Hearts as well So uh, Aberdeen fans see that as Hearts What you'd probably say Third biggest team in Scotland Aberdeen think they're the third biggest team in Scotland Right, you can have that argument all day long I'm not interested in that But the facts are there now you can look at the table and say yeah they're still in the top six but if results go against them this weekend they're out of the top six I I, I was very surprised I'm del- I'm delighted for Jim right because Jim's a winner he was a winner as a player he was a winner as a manager in the sense of he, he, I thought he was brilliant at St Mirren he's went up to Aberdeen he's been back to the hill now I will back the board and everyone concerned in that they've backed him they've brought in players they've spent good money but they expect results. They don't expect the Monday nights at Darville. They don't expect to look really poor against a, a heart side that didn't really have to play top gear to beat them 5-0. Mm. I sat and watched the game. Their record has been very poor. Thank you to Karen. The worst thing about that, though, with Karen, is that he's stolen your research. I saw him write down your stats, and he's going to mention them as for his at the no, weekend. No, not at all. I will do. Thank you, Karen. Um, Any more getting back touched. to school days? Take yeah. care, Karen. Yeah. We were chatting about that. Copy the homework. That was Karen and Lanark. What about Robbie, Aberdeen fan from Aberdeen? Were you unfortunate enough to be down at Darville, Robbie? Hi, lads. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Yes, unfortunately, I was. Have you, have you recovered? I'm still in disbelief, not just from the result on Monday night, but that statement last night. It, it just had a lot of people's head shaking and it's ultimately possibly left Aberdeen even more of a laughing stock than the result itself on Monday night. And I'll have to eat humble pie and say that I wanted 
Jim Goodwin as manager when Derek McInnes left and thought he was the upcoming, as you guys are saying, like mm-hmm. he's a good guy and he speaks a good game, but it just doesn't seem to be the right fit. It's too much, from my personal point of view, if that result on Monday was in isolation, it's bad enough, but there's been so, there's been a line balls winning since that 4-0 defeat to then bottom of the table, Dundee United. So for then that away form being so poor, and then that statement to acknowledge a strong performance in the semi-final against Rangers at Hamden, which they lost, just so much things coupled together, it just seems that it's prolonged and inevitable for Jim, which is quite sad, to be honest. It feels like they're going to end up in a bit of a vicious cycle. Yeah, so your reading of that last night then, Robbie, you thought that brought more confusion than clarity. Does it mean, you know, lose at the weekend and you're sacked anyway? What's your reading of it? Yeah, to me it felt like a bit like a head teacher when it's like your last warning or you're expelled sort of thing. Because um, it's like Jim has been left in no doubt that the board and the fans are seeking immediate response to him and the players. But for me, how could a defeat at Easter Road top losing to a six-tier rival? I know there's all that argument the West of Scotland League is competitive, but Aberdeen shouldn't have been losing that game. And then in that same paragraph, we met with the senior players and they're behind the manager. You guys probably watched the game on Monday. A lot of listeners did. I was at it. There was very little animation from the sidelines. There was very little from the players. And when Dival took the lead, it was actually no surprise to see them ending up holding on and going on to win the game because Aberdeen lacked fight and looked like he wasn't playing for the manager. And that said a lot that Graeme Shinney, who was brought in this month to a lot of fanfare, sat on the bench and didn't even come on during that game when probably was crying out for a leadership such from him Yeah, I wonder Robbie where you sit on the the counter argument if you can call it that where some people keep pointing out to Aberdeen and Hibs it's funny how they're lumped together and they play each other this weekend you can't keep sacking managers you just can't keep sacking managers every time there's a, there's a sticky spell is this Dave Cormack trying to be conscious of that is he trying to to buck that trend of being Knee jerk. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he is, but I also feel that statement, which I personally thought sh- a lot of fans were getting restless, and probably if he was going to release that statement and had all these meetings, probably should have been released from the football monitoring board on Tuesday morning. Like the wait for that statement was a bit too long, but I do see the argument that Aberdeen and Hibbs. The bit of parallels between them, they just seem to be going this manner go round, round and round and not fulfilling their potential when there's other teams on smaller budgets like Livingston punching them over the weight and outfighting them or even Dival. And you think to yourself, there has to come a point where you stick with a manager, but not to go into it too much, but the fact that the recruitment and the director of football and everything seems disjointed behind the scenes, I don't actually think it's all just on Jim Goodwin. He'll bear the brunt of it, but I think if he does leave, it could give a good time for Cormac to look behind the scenes and have a proper restructuring, try to get the club back to some respectable level again, because as much as it probably was time for Derek McInnes to depart, he had them at that level of competing in Europe, getting to Hamden a couple of times a season, and I guess being up there with the old firm. So yeah, it is, it is that. It's a lot of pressure now. He's you wouldn't even say he's back to the manager, but with what he said, there's a lot of pressure, not just on Goodwin, but 
on the board to now get it right because you could tell from the response on social media that the majority weren't too happy with what was made in said last night. Uh, yeah, I know that social media teams up and down the country just measure everything on the level of engagement they get on, on tweets, but it's just not always a good thing. That tweet last night from Aberdeen has been viewed 1.8 million times, apparently. Um, I'm not sure many people are saying, well done, guys, you got that bang on. Thank you to Robbie. We'll be back with more next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at 0141 You can tweet us as well uh, at Clyde SSB. Matthew Breckenridge tweeted, I'm quite looking forward to El Sacchio at Easter Road on Saturday. But then again, I don't support Hibs or Aberdeen. Is this just. Is it seriously? Is it seriously that? Is it at that stage, or is that just f- a bit of fun for everyone else from the outside who can make these? You know jokes? what? I always find weird that football is the only industry where that becomes fun and a joke. Is laughing <laughs> at people getting the sack. Um, is it real? I, I don't actually know because I'm with everybody else. I don't know what the statement the other day was about. I read it like you've got one last chance. Maybe Dave Cormack meant something different. Lee Johnson again. I'm not too sure what's going on at Hibs I don't know how many lives he'll have Or if it's the right time or not It's hard to predict What's in store For both clubs and both managers this weekend Yeah, I agree I think it'll be a pressure pot for both managers Desperate for a win um, I think all eyes will be in that game Especially if a team Say it's a 2 or a 3 nil. Uh The opposition manager The manager that loses it I think he'll come under the spotlight I, I don't think Jim will survive Another You know A poor defeat No No I think you're about the door Be Sunday or Monday Lee Johnson As critical Or not quite Or You know He's not had some big statement Written about him I guess If that's any barometer But but The the one with Lee Johnson is See when you get beat with your Your rivals twice In the space of Was that two weeks Three weeks Three nil I mean that's That's not something you want In your report card That presumably goes into them Without Kevin Nisbet And Ryan Poltis Goes into the game So I think that'll come into consideration From the the powers above I think Lee Johnson's Still got a little bit of Breathing space I know the Hibs fans Have have not taken to him Turned against him a little bit But I think the board above Will probably give him A little bit more breathing space I think Jim needs a win uh, let me check your teaser tonight yeah. quickly To give you as much time as possible We've got a very straightforward question I don't know how straightforward the answers will be Can you name the Scottish top flights all t- 10 all-time top scorers from the last 20 seasons? So I suppose it's not all-time But the top 10 scorers from the last 20 seasons Chris Boyd? Yes So it's from 2002-03 to 22-23 Chris Boyd is top of the list Larson No 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 Because from 2002-03 <coughs> To whenever he left Alright uh, Tell me uh, yeah. I'm going I'm going to go A real throw. Do you know what I mean Yeah I'm throwing so he, he didn't get Okay I don't know So he, when he got, he got, he got 58 goals in, in that time Five Right okay he left something like that Did he Boy get 58 in one season No 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 no. (laughs) Did you say Just forget it Move on (laughs) Uh, Oh let's go With Lee Griffiths Yes You're doing them in order here Boyd Griffiths I was going to say Chris Commons He scored a lot of goals one season 
Why are you worried about Kenny Miller one season? Kenny Miller. You don't listen to the questions. No, no I don't. Where, 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 it's twenty. Oh. It's in that in that twenty year period. Oh, combined, right? Okay. Combined. So Kenny it doesn't Miller. matter what they did in one season. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Miller, yes, friend of the show. Mm. One does. Come on, um, uh, Smith, maybe. No. Stokes. <coughs> Yes Well done Okay oh, we'll leave it shirt, there mate. And we'll get the rest before the end And if you want to send a question in By the way Please do I'd love to have them Send them over to us Full time at Clyde1.com And we'll try and use them On the show like we have this one uh, Good question that So we'll check in Before the end of the show uh, There's been a statement From Hearts tonight I, I quite like it Just for its saltiness Mark Wilson um, Don't know if it rivals Dave Cormack's Yet But um, there was a bit of speculation As I'm sure you saw About Toby Civic Yeah In bids from Blackpool um, Hearts have issued a statement Contrary to comments Attributed to Blackpool manager Mick McCarthy We can confirm Blackpool submitted One bid for Toby On Monday At 8.33pm To be precise Which was dismissed Out of hand Subsequently Blackpool have been told Toby A much valued part Of our team Is not for sale For anyone to suggest We have not been honest About the situation Is in itself Extremely disingenuous and the club would prefer to conduct all matters in private, but we will not sit back and let the good name of Heart of Midlothian be besmirched. Mm. That's that a strong statement. And to the point, and pretty so open. I like with, that. Not happy with Mick McCarthy, by the looks of it. Aye, good. Well, if they're not happy, they're quite entitled to come out and say. Hearts fans will be delighted with that statement. What a turnaround for Toby Sibick, though. A figure of much criticism, verging on ridicule earlier this season. He's now running 80 yards, dinking the goalkeeper in Edinburgh derbies. Some finish. Good finish. Bids not back, <coughs> knocked back from other clubs because Hearts want to keep him so much. You're not wanting to sell him to Blackpool, do you? It's not the same down in Blackpool. People don't go there. What? <laughs> It's not a really a big club, is it? The boys. I thought you were talking about the pleasure. I was. Beast and stuff, you? <laughs> the the, anyway, the Pepsi Max is about the only thing you're in your day. No. no, you love the Blackpool. But what it has been some time for him, hasn't it? Well, it has. It just goes to show you how quickly, you know, your fortunes can turn around for whatever reason. He wasn't performing well at the start of the season, and you know, look at him last week. Where I I, I gave him the the goal of the weekend, didn't I? Because I, I was. Outstanding <coughs> The You know the determination In the 90 What was that 96 minute To To get up there And then and The composure to finish it So he's He's been a mainstay Of the Hearts team now And Robbie Nielsen's right He doesn't need to sell anyone He's not under pressure Getting rid of anyone He's serious about finishing third And he's got something good Going at Hearts just now So unless something ridiculous Comes in in terms of money for him He's going nowhere yeah, I suppose it's such contrast, isn't it? Because Hibs are about to sell their two biggest assets. Mm. That the contractual situation for Ryan Porteous is what it is, so they kind of have to. Kevin Nisbet, I noticed they're trying a bit of a clear out as well, of even continuing a clear out from last week. Winger Dimitri Mitchell has left Hibs to join Exeter. Um, I did also notice that no new signings expected at Dundee United. Just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, producer Callum. Let me gauge it You're you're the sole spokesman For the Dundee United <sighs> support No new signings Before the end of the window Is that a bat Is that thumb up Thumb down Dreadful he says Dreadful He's not oh, happy with that news Really Is that mm. what you expected Did you expect Maybe a bit of business To be At done Dundee United yeah. Um Oh to be fair I think he said he's, he's I'm not sure about that Gordon I, I think Nah hold on Maybe 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 I've kind of Fallen for the headline A little bit Right I think 
let me just make sure that's exactly what he says. I'd be surprised if anything happened before Sunday. We're still looking to add, but it's got to be right. I'm not going to take risks for the sake of it. If we came out with, if we came out the window with nothing, I'm still happy with what I've got. Yeah, um, but looking at them so just maybe, now, maybe not a, a blanket no to, to, to more business then. Of course, well, all managers kind of say that, don't they? When they're not, you know, they don't want to raise fans' hopes, but you often see somebody just sneaking in in deadline day. But if you're laying Fox just now, you're looking at your recent form, you look at the bottom half of that table, and we, of course, have got the colour coded, you know, draw, loss. Dundee United are the only one where we. You know, a wee bit of green in there for a couple of games won uh, and they performed well against Rangers at times so he's got them in a decent place just now but I think every manager in that league would hope that they could get players in to improve their current squad he'll be no different Is it wrong? I don't ever really pay much attention to that colour-coded oh, league I, table I enjoy it. Just Callum puts I like on, it. on the window It makes it very easy to Because one glance has told me that the bottom six teams mm. have got three wins between them in the in the last six fi- in the last five fixtures each. That's it's incredible. Anyway, it's incredible. That's the first time I've ever noticed it. Mm. Um, what about y- have you been contacted yet? Actually, what for? I, th- I heard you were going to. They were going to. Motherwell were going to phone you. Yeah. Um, to see if you could put Riku Danzaki up in your flat, you could be like a a sort of mentor, come tour guide. You know, if anyone's going to come from Japan, Australia, and need, I'll show them the shape. Cultural. Integration to the way of, of Motherwell You could be the man I don't think Motherwell will be in contact get, with me You get the spare bed they would, li- and... they would like the boy at training most days um, <laughs> It was not far to go The expenses would be okay exactly. I, Listen that's a good wee business I never thought of that Know what I mean? What? Mm. A tour guide? No putting a ladder You know in the, in the bay window In your flat? <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Imagine that Ruined <laughs> after a week <laughs> Colour TV, everything. But he was he was pictured <laughs> arriving at um at the airport yesterday. Um, so I guess that one's imminent. No secret, Stevie Hamill has to do something. Gordon, yeah, if you look big at the form, I think that well. would be the fourth signing. They're also maybe trying to free up some some space, maybe some money, depending on the the structure of the loan deals. Because I noticed Barry Maguire's gone to Dundee. So this it's important teams try and get this window right. Yeah, I was watching them training today and good spirits of boys, so I'm wishing them all the Told best. Told you he does nothing at the gym. Up in mm, the window. Yeah. <laughs> what, you really through? watching them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I got about, don't you worry about that. Um, but that's a big weekend. Against uh, some men team who at home are doing very, very well. They've went off the boil a bit. Um, that's got to be a real tight, tense game as well in Paisley. Looking forward to it. I think, I think weekend's fixtures are really, really good. I'm looking forward to it. I guarantee you. Stevie Hamill nudges Brian Kerr every time he sees him at the window. Oh, no, the old guy's back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go, and, go and send uh, somebody yeah. round to speak to him. So <laughs> he doesn't talk to us. On. <laughs> He's going to appear tomorrow, and mysteriously, there's going to be a big set of blinds up <laughs> on the window to that indoor pitch that you've been hanging about on. Uh, um, but I, I did say for Motherwell and Stevie Hamill a couple of weeks ago that these two weeks were crucial for him, not in terms of games, but who. He actually gets in the building to help him out. Like he's been backed. It's whether these players are any good. Mandron the other the other week there comes and scores two in his first start. Does he keep Van Veen on the bench this week? Don't know about that, but it, he's done his chances no harm. Oh, of course he has. He's got to play him. Yeah. Oh, got to play him. You score a brace. Um, you've got to be played. Big league games this weekend. That's for sure. Right. We'll go back onto the phones in just a second. Quickly on this teaser. In the, last, in the last 20 seasons Name the top scorers In 
the Scottish top flight across that 20 season so all their goals combined you've got Boyd, Griffiths Kenny Miller Anthony Stokes I'm going Nacho Nova no I'm not going no. Derek Riordan yes where did you get him um, Hibs and Celtic any more? that's halfway mm, is his mate there? no Gary O'Connor is no. his mate? <laughs> Gary um, O'Connor no. nah there's got to be a Hearts one there does there? is there? Schedule? no ridiculous yeah. answer nah, that is a bad answer you need 76 top flight goals To get on this list You need 76 76 over that 20 year period Ooh Is there oh. a few Stephen Thompson No That's a great show I'll give no. you some time okay We'll do the answers next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the home straight then With Mark Wilson and Gordon DL They're trying their best To come up with the answers To this teaser tonight Now remember If you've never heard this before The aim of the game You send the questions in They try And come up With the answers So tonight the question Can you name the Top 10 Scottish top flight goal scorers From across the last 20 seasons So that entire period Chris Boyd Lee Griffiths, Kenny Miller, Anthony Stokes, Derek Riordan. Did you get any during the break? Yep, old teammate of mine's Skippy. Scott McDonald. Adam Rooney. Scott McDonald is third on the list, by the way, yeah. behind Boyd and Griffiths. Good player, Scotty. Adam Rooney scored barrel loads up it. Adam Rooney is on the list. Well done. Good shot. Right, we've thrown in a, a random here. Mark and I have decided to go for What's it. What's random about it? We I don't, don't think we decided it. We, we don't think it's right, but I'm brave enough to come out <laughs> with Billy Mackay. Yes Oh We did decide in that Good teamwork does Well done Any motherwell? What was the Celtic one You mentioned to me During the break James E. Forrest No 66 league goals Okay mm-hmm. uh, Let's bring in Gus Who's on the line Hi Gus Hi how you doing okay Good how are you oh, oh, Hope you're all well Thank you What's your point tonight My point is uh, I know Michael Beale Is not an advocate Of taking Lone players mm-hmm. At the moment But I just feel that uh, Billy Gilmore has been lost down in England. He's not got any game time. Uh, the Blues superstar in Scotland. Uh, I think if he could make it down south, I think he deserves another chance. And possibly if Rangers could possibly sign him on a, on a loan deal with maybe in the future a purchase. What do the panel think? What do you think? I'm a big fan of Billy Gilmore. <coughs> um, I think he's an excellent player. I think he would fit any any team up here. It's whether the player would be motivated to do it the clubs would be willing to let it go uh, and Rangers could match what the clubs would ask for him but to, to be fair Gus does acknowledge that Michael Beale said no loans and, and then goes on to just still test out the water I mean with the suggestion he said no loans does there it, is, is that the there end are, of it? there are no loans and then there are loans that come along mm, okay. that's worth it Thanks. So. listen no loans I, I read into Michael Beale he's, he's not wanting loans as from development squads down south that are players that haven't really sampled first team football who come up here and they think it's going to be easy and before you know it they're shipped back down but if you've got a player like Gilmore who's an international player who's played at the top level then I think that's a wee bit different I think people would be open to that mm, he didn't say that he said no more loans no more loans so I take Michael Beale his word so Mark, uh, Mark Wilson thinks Michael Beale is a liar uh, there's uh, your headline uh, for uh, tomorrow no more loans but Maybe a loan That's what Mark's thinking Right hold on Michael Beale gets offered Don't 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 give me a, a really stupid class name player, here right? Don't don't do it. Right, A world class player it's On loan home. And he's going Nah no loans No loans Ah, oh, Don't talk nonsense <laughs> No loans Shut up No loans Beale 
Uh, <laughs> Gus, do you think it, I mean, he seems well, yeah, well, obviously, Rangers have got Todd Cantwell, Nicholas Raskin. If that's going to go over the line, I don't know where Billy Gilmore fits into all this, but you still you'd like to see it. The question asked, well, it's one of the battles said. I mean, any team would take him on, uh, hopefully, except for Celtic, but uh, he's, he's a player that needs to get back into the Scotland team, and he's not getting, he's not getting the playing hours down south. He's left in a quandary. I was listening to a few podcasts and you know watching his career, and it seems to be going downhill. He's got left in the bench. He's not getting hours, and he needs to get himself recognised again, even to get back in the Scotland squad. It's just a shame for us that we've put that amount of uh, money and time in a player, and he's just going to get forgotten about. It is a real frustrating one, Mark, because. People will accuse, you know, maybe media, fans, whatever, of, ah, this just shows that, you know, you, over, you overreacted or you, you hyped up Billy Gilmore. But I genuinely don't think that was the case. No, you look at some of his early performances, Chelsea, you look at that night at Wembley in the mm. Euro, you know, you can't, you can't fluke that stuff. Of what happens is, fine, Chelsea are an interesting situation, can't quite force his way in there, gets this move to Brighton, still for decent money, and then the manager changes. You, you, you do need the cards to fall in your favour a little bit, yeah. just to just to give you a foothold, just to give you. He's a victim a of his own success because he goes to Chelsea and there's not many people that break into that side and and play and get man of the match. So he was a standout there when he broke in. Comes into your national team, and no, but didn't he build him up? He he did that himself with his performances. He got the move to another Premier League club because he's good enough. But sometimes a manager's style just doesn't suit you And his career stalled He is still young He can offer a lot He will still play a lot of times for Scotland Believe me And be one of our standout players But he's just found himself in a difficult position at the minute It's not as if he's playing in the third division in England He's still at a Premier League club So there's plenty of options there It's who's willing to take him And fit him and his side and, and build the side around him Because that's what he needs He's a playmaker He can dictate play And if Rangers can match What he's wanting Then I think it'd be A good move for him If it's not Rangers Gordon do you, mm. Would you still like it To be somewhere This January As Gus says Even if you look at it Through a tartan Yeah, and my lens opi- In my opinion He needs to find a home Gordon um, He's been to Norwich As well Didn't work for him uh, Brighton He's Chelsea Massive Look at the amount of players They've got out and loan Talent they've got And you can totally understand that The lad needs to find somewhere <coughs> That a manager Believes in him He gets an opportunity to play And I think he'll just improve and prove But He needs to find the right fit And just now He's not found that for me And I think it's put the boy's career Because let's, let's not be kidding He's a very talented individual but his career's at a standstill now. He needs to try and move that forward. Thank you, Gus. It's always an interesting suggestion, that one. We'll keep an eye on it. That was Gus on the line there. Probably, yeah, I'd say the final caller of tonight. The clock is ticking away, but thank you to Gus. And if you want to write the number down for tomorrow, 01419511025. Uh, do you know what I noticed there? You talk about you know Jim Goodwin, Lee Johnson. Who'd get involved in this madhouse that is football management? A player who'd played up here previously, not for long, Colo Turi, binned by oh, Wigan. Uh, no. Six weeks. Really? See, that's that's the world <laughs> I mean, of management now. Fifty nine I mean, days aye, to be that's, precise. That's so silly, more than silly stuff. Than six oh, weeks, that's that is ridiculous. This is where owners have to take more responsibility. You know, they they're the ones that employ, and I get the the majority and pay the money, <laughs> but 
you can't just go about sacking people's people's life rights. What, what was that zipping noise in here? Mm, I, Mark please tell me it was a zip going in an upwards direction. Yeah. That's what the listeners need to know. <laughs> if if it was wasn't, it? you'll need to put that oh, table was it that, down. Was it that gilet? <laughs> was it that gilet of yours? <laughs> By the way, that is a new That's gilet. That's a Christmas number, Who's isn't it? got you I, that? I've got hundreds of these. It's just a wee golfing outfit. Can you not wait for the show to finish to put it back on? I'm prepare myself why, why for are you wearing golf though? if you don't play golf I'm not just wearing you've, you've got a sore knee you're not on the golf course yet you're still dressed I'm golfer. sort of a it's casual his, it's the glove that's annoying me <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was over the top last admit <laughs> the pro V on the floor anyway button. right you've got have you got two more of, yeah. the, of the top 10 Scottish top flight scorers from the last 20 years Boyd, Griffiths, Miller Stokes, Riordan McDonald Rooney Billy Mackay you said there was a Motherwell guy in did there, I? didn't you? Yes, I think you did. Okay. I think I've got him. I got him. Scott McDonald. No, Is another one. No, uh, he scored goals with other clubs as well. St. Man, in the right lines here. Michael Higdon. John Sutton. Yes, John, John Sutton. Sutton. Oh, you wash that surprise tone out of your mouth right now, Mark uh, Wilson. I mean, John Sutton. Of course. Ninety-six goals. I'll have you know. Really? Oh. Yeah. Big handful was John. Yeah. Right, we're, one, we're missing one <clears throat> Yep I'm struggling Can we have a little clue? Boyce No <sighs> Probably a former teammate of Mark Wilson's At one point, I would have thought Celtic Also played for oh. Aberdeen Barry Robson No, come on Aberdeen Lee Miller And Dundee Oh, I've got it I've got it Play really? the tune, play the tune I like this bit I'll bump Niall McGinn Oh, oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> Yes I'm <laughs> Oh have that That's oh, ridiculous That's mines <laughs> Can you clip that up Producer Callum I'm going to use that Like an absolute schoolboy. That's mines Says Gordon DL And on that note uh, we will leave you there uh, It was a pleasure as always Thank you for all your calls And your tweets And for keeping us company tonight We're back tomorrow On the eve of another Premiership weekend What will tomorrow bring In the transfer market Well Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell Will be right across it Whatever it is So join them from 6 tomorrow And Johnny Campbell is up next <laughs>